0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For years, 10 Northeast and Mid-Atlantic states have participated in the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. The cap-and-trade program, also known as REGI, has helped reduce emissions among participating states in the region by more than 50%. And now, lawmakers in Pennsylvania and Virginia, two swing states heavily reliant on fossil fuels, have new legislation that aims to figure out if they want to be part of the program after years of political and legal fights. That's happening as REGI itself attempts to hammer out what its next iteration will look like. So today, I chat with Politico's Jordan Woolman, about what's next at Reggie, and if Pennsylvania and Virginia will fit in. It's Monday, February
1: 26th. States that are part of the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative are doing a routine evaluation of the success of the program over the last several years, and it's also an opportunity to chart the course for the next few years ahead. Usually these reviews come every four to five years, but the last one was done in 2017. So it's now going on seven years since the last completed review of the program. And this one has been delayed a few times now. It's been dragged out in part due to uncertainties surrounding the participation from Pennsylvania and Virginia, because part of the review involves setting the next round of allowance caps for emissions. And it's really hard to know what the cap should be without knowing basically how many polluters are actually going to be in the program in the first place. So. The review gives a chance to lay out these caps for emissions, laying out these emission reduction goals for the power sector. And there's also a chance for public comment. And in this case, we've seen one sort of unique proposal that I'll highlight that came from the public comment from environmental groups to really inject environmental justice concerns into the program. They're proposing for the first time to set up some sort of program-wide requirements for how to spend the auction revenues that are generated from the program. So sort of lots of hot-button issues to be discussed. Just this uncertainty has been dragging out the process. Yeah. And, and as
0: you're reporting, really, the futures of Pennsylvania and, and Virginia with the Reggie program are, are weighing on just how Reggie is going to proceed. And you're reporting that lawmakers in those states have new legislation trying to figure out if their state sh- should join Reggie or not. So let's start with Virginia. We'll take these state by state. I mean, how are Democrats looking to use their leverage being in control of both chambers of the legislature to push the
1: Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, on this issue? So, you know, it's a consequence of the famous saying, elections have consequences. And here we have Democrats taking control of the legislature in the 2023 election. They really want to use this issue and force Governor Youngkin's hand here. Governor Youngkin has been, from basically day one, trying to take Virginia out of Reggie. The state is, in fact, no longer in the program, despite an ongoing court battle. And here we have Democrats introducing provision into the state budget to require the state to rejoin Reggie. And I spoke with the, the House Majority Leader in Virginia, and this is a big priority for her. It's clearly going to be a negotiation that Democrats want to have. It's a battle that Democrats are trying to pick with Governor Yunkin, and budgets are a negotiation, and this is something that they clearly want to use their leverage on. For sure. And then on the flip side... As you put it,
0: Pennsylvania is kind of the inverse of Virginia and that the Republican state lawmakers there are trying to nullify Pennsylvania joining Reggie under former governor Tom Wolfe, who is a Democrat. But the current governor, Josh Shapiro, who's also a Democrat, he's this rising star, of course, in Democratic circles, potentially interested in running for president someday. He's been lukewarm on the program, interestingly. So why has this issue kind of been so challenging for Shapiro and state Democrats, and kind of what are the possible outcomes in that
1: state? Environmentalists and labor groups are split on the issue. And these are two key core constituencies for the Democratic Party. Pennsylvania is a swing state, sort of prides itself on a blue collar sort of mentality. And so when you have those two groups clashing, it's going to present some challenges, politically speaking. And, you know, Governor Shapiro has conceded publicly that he's not really the biggest fan of Reggie, even though it took place while he was attorney general under former Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat. But he's still choosing to defend the program in court. And, you know, that's sort of what matters here is that he's putting his administration behind the program in court. But he's also sort of put some of the burden back on the legislature. As you mentioned, he's lukewarm on the program. And so he's basically trying to make the case that, hey, you know, the legislature, it's up to you to come up with an alternative here to Reggie. You know, Republicans aren't giving up, though. They're putting forward yet another bill to kill the regulation, allowing Pennsylvania to join Reggie. It's a bill that's already cleared one committee and it's moving forward. And the Republicans are arguing, you know, the state just needs to reset from this Regie program in its energy policy discourse. You know, the fact of the matter is that until we get a court ruling from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, it's just seemingly continuing to be a political football in Pennsylvania, and it's not going away any, anytime soon.
0: Right. And what does the political fight in these states say about the challenge of expanding Regie? to these fossil fuel reliance states where states who are currently in it don't really represent that. And what what are the stakes would you say for the success of the program if
1: Pennsylvania and Virginia don't end up participating in it? This is really where the push comes to shove within Reggie and within the climate fight sort of at large. And you know, it's nice to have small states like Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, no disrespect to them, banning together. And Reggie was of, you know, a first in the nation type program when it launched in 2005. But at this point, you know, in order to make real progress, you need some energy powerhouses involved to get buy-in and to make some meaningful inroads when it comes to reducing emissions in the power sector. And So that's the challenge here. You know, for states like Pennsylvania and Virginia to join the program, it also provides some sort of political legitimacy when purple states with real market power, real political power, commit to joining uh, an emissions reduction multi-state program like this, that says a lot. So the jury's still out as to how this will play out as the fight continues to stretch on in in the courts and also in the budget process in Virginia, in the legislature in Pennsylvania. Those are sort of the stakes here in terms of both getting real emissions reductions from significant energy producers in Reggie in order to reduce emissions overall.
0: Also, the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management issued its final approval for Equinor's Empire Wind Project, the approval tees up construction for the offshore wind facility off the coast of New York and represents a major milestone in the biometricians' efforts to expand clean energy production and combat climate change. But it also lands as the East Coast offshore wind plans have battled increasing costs and canceled projects, including in New York, where the dynamics have put the state's climate goals at risk. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53%, below the 2016 baseline. And they're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane.